fans to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. If you um, thought you were hearing more and more sponsors, well, that's the case. We are so appreciative that folks want to be associated with this show. And um, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, our buddy Jay Black and the whole gang out there, uh, we've got a, a huge event coming up uh, this spring and then uh, into the spring. In fact, uh, May, there's another event that some of the, uh, well, one of my mentors in, in uh, my career is going into the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, the media wing. That would be Randy Galloway. But we're really uh, thrilled to have the, uh, the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And then next week, uh, some exciting stuff to announce. I'll be doing the show Monday leading up to the national title game from Coaches. <coughs> Coaches. That is a uh, bar in downtown Waco that also serves great barbecue and that kind of thing. Burgers, fries, the whole shebang. And uh, we'll be getting you ready for that. And then Tuesday, I'm going to have a live show at the Baylor Club. And so we'll be set up there. It's always a really fun spot. And um, you can. Uh, we'll probably have some specials and if you're listening and you've been thinking about joining the Baylor Club we might have something for you uh, in that regard we'd love to do that so lots of uh, great things happening with our partners we may hear from one of our partners UBO in just a matter of minutes a lot lot going on in the sports world Um, I I was uh, very uh, I was watching the Baylor game last night with uh, great anticipation and it's gotten to the point where Baylor is at the level where it's kind of shocking when another team challenges them at all. Much like the Iowa State game, Oklahoma kind of hung in, hung in, hung in, and got it to five late in the game. And, um, I, again, I think there's some things that Baylor could afford to really lock down on in how to finish games. They're, they're too loose with the basketball. Some of the inbounds plays, are not the right guys are not getting the ball. But they, they did find a way to get it done. I just don't think they were, they were up to their usual standard last night. Um, fortunately, there were people there to pick them up. And Kenjo had another great game with 27. And our man um, Flagler had 22 in that game. Both those guys just have really... They knock down shots, open shots, great at getting their own shots. And then Cryer didn't have one of his best games, but still he's a guy that comes off the bench. So you have three premier sort of ball handlers and shooters. So I think you're okay in that regard. Now, Aaron, I know you were watching this thing too and, and paying close attention to it. I, I thought Matt Meyer played a great game on both ends. He had a play... I'm trying to think when that was. I think it was with about four or five minutes to go in the game. It was a big play. He picks off a pass. I mean, Oklahoma was making a run. They've had some nice runs. They had a 9-0 run to really make Baylor sweat just a little bit. And Meyer picks one off, 
and then goes in for one of the prettiest reverse layups you'll see. Now, Aaron, that you got to—I mean, a six-nine dude with that kind of athleticism—that's as smooth a up and under type move after a steal as you will see in college basketball. Every once you every once in a while, you're reminded, okay, this is why they think he's going to be a pretty good player in the NBA. Uh, Aaron, you know you know which one I'm talking about. Yes, it was a spectacular play. He had a few of them in the game last night. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I mean, he's uh, the uh, block on the uh, after Oklahoma had the steal late in the game that he took down and then uh, scored on was a huge play in the game too. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that was big, and and you know that reverse I'm talking about that was a kind of a rock the baby type moment that he put that thing in there. Uh, Sohan and you could tell he's going to be so good. He's so highly skilled. They're good at one one time Flagler went in. Uh, somebody shot an air ball. Flagler caught it on the baseline and delivered it. Might have been to can't remember if that was Sohan. It might have that might have been Flo Thamba. Flo Thamba is so much better. Chamuchacha was the same way, but he was already a pretty decent finisher. Both those guys have gotten really good at knowing how to finish around the rim. They've got uh, last night, I think it was the first half, Chama Chachua pulled a jump shot from about 12 feet. Beautiful. I mean, it looked great. He's got touch. This is a the, – the big guys for the, for the Bears have just gotten a lot more confidence, and they've really raised their skill level. You know, even to the point where Chamuchachua is capable of shooting a three. I don't think they want him to shoot a lot of them, but when he's open, I think he can do that. That was not, you know, I was really wanting to see Kendall Brown and focus on him. There are games where Kendall gets a little lost. I thought that was one of those games last night. They just don't always run a lot of offense through him. And, I mean, he's... He's got all the skill in the world. I mean, at one point, I saw him kind of back somebody down and shoot a little fall-away jumper. He just wasn't hitting. He wasn't hitting last night. He certainly got all the the athletic ability. He's the most athletic guy on the team, and that's saying something because they got a lot of athletes. It's just there are some games where he doesn't exactly know where he fits in on the offense. He's floating a little bit. And, and kind of trying to find his way. Now, he's good at getting his own rebounds. Joshua and Flo both have become excellent at tapping the ball back out. They create a lot of extra possessions by doing that. Now, Porter Moser, he's, a, he's the cockiest coach in America, as I've called him, but I think he's a good coach. And watching... I, I was really paying attention. They have a guy named, I think his name's Hill, about a 6'6 player who's nice. Then another player who, they've got a transfer guy who, uh, the two brothers actually, Groves is their name. And one of them is named, I think, Tanner Groves. They're going to be good. <laughs> They're going to be sort of, you know, skilled big dudes. Can shoot the three, can get th- can rebound with you, but nice players. And, and, and both those guys came from, like, eastern Washington. They were not highly recruited players, but Moser's done a good job of finding those guys. 
and bringing them in. And I like this team. I think Oklahoma is being voted about 27, 28. That might be about right. But they're going to upset some people just because they're deep enough. And they, they who's that guy, Aaron, that's been there for several years? You know, they've got the uh, – oh, you know, he's a – in fact, he transferred in a couple of years ago. He's a really fine defender. And – and then he can hit the three from time from time to time. Whoa, whoa. All right. Uh, that is the breaking news sounder. Let's go to the ESPN Central Texas newsroom where Aaron Sexton is standing by. Aaron, what do you have? This just came out from uh, Mike Leslie, WFAA. The NFL has reached out to AT&T Stadium to check on its availability. As a backup to this year's Super Bowl venue, Arlington officials say the city is ready to host if needed. So with uh, the current, I guess, COVID situation being what it is, the NFL is is uh, working on a plan B, and that plan B would be the Super Bowl being in AT&T Stadium, according to WFAA. All right. Um, let's think about this. We were – I mean, it would be great for the Cowboys to be able to host it, but that's a lot to ask. The – what, Aaron, what, remind me where we're supposed to be this year. Miami, where's the uh, uh, where's L.A. The, SoFi Stadium LA, in California? LA, yeah, and yeah, they have really, yeah. really uh, some. But they, I believe probably them in New York have the strictest lockdowns uh, in the country right now. So, well, I, you know, I would really hate it, and uh, for Los Angeles, I mean, it's been a long time coming. They were so happy to get the NFL back there. They've got two teams now in Los Angeles, and this was supposed to be a huge showcase. But, I, I mean, the thought is, I get it, that Los Angeles has always been the first to lock things down and the longest to lock things down. I went out there last year for spring break and was shocked to find that, I mean, like the schools were just going to finally go back to school. I mean, most everybody in Texas had been back to school the whole, entire year, except for maybe starting a little late. And, and L.A. was late. So it doesn't shock me. I still think the NFL will do any everything in its, you know, it, it, it'll do, it'll, it'll go all the way and wait as long as it can. But at some point, it would have to pull the plug um, on the Los Angeles Super Bowl. Wow. That is interesting. That is a story, and that's something to look at. I mean, the last time. The Cowboys and or the uh, that Arlington got to host at AT and T Stadium, it was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster, and mainly because had one of those hundred year freeze type deals. Seem to have a few of those. Had one last winter that knocked our grid out. Uh, do you really want to have a Super Bowl in a place that doesn't even have its grid ready to go? I've been following what we've been doing down at the State House, been down at the Capitol. And uh, I don't exactly think we've really fixed everything with that grid. May have made some uh, made some strides in that area, but still have not done enough. So, Aaron, that's a good one, and uh, we will watch it. Would would is Texas the right place? I mean, quite honestly, given how we handled the last Super Bowl, I would say no. What you hope for is that, much like around Christmas, we just continue to have pretty weather, and. Uh, and everything's okay. Oh, good, good. We have uh, my man, Sean Hunt, with us right now. Sean was just hearing some of that breaking news. Sean, do you think, and this is the, uh, boy, the mastermind at UBO. 
and we love UBO Business Services. We talk about them on almost a daily basis. Sean Hunt's one of our great loyal listeners. Sean Hunt's also a guy who played uh, some big-time high school football, both both in the Waco area and then finished his career in the uh, Bryan College Station area. Now, Sean, you heard us talking about this. If they cannot get the Super Bowl played in Los Angeles, they will move this thing to AT&T Stadium in Arlington. I mean, I guess the one thing they don't have to worry about, Sean, is the Cowboys being there. (laughs) It it, it won't be a home game for the Cowboys. (laughs) I mean, Sean, do you, after the debacle that was the the, the, the Super Bowl the last time, do you think we're the best plan B? I mean, I got to question that a little bit. Well, um, if we can uh, possibly uh, close the roof and, and have everybody in there, I guess, prior to the the, um, the cold front hitting. Yeah, that may be that may be the best bet. Now, Sean, you got to watch the Sugar Bowl. Uh, you're you're a big supporter of Baylor athletics. I gotta I gotta say though, when I'm talking about UBO, I'm always thinking. Okay, how would Sean do this? What would Sean say about this? And every once in a while, you send me some good, like, graphics that kind of show how UBO is ahead of all the competition. And we're talking about big-time competition, brand names people would recognize. Tell me a little bit about, if you don't mind, Sean, what UBO has done to kind of separate itself from the others. Well, Matt, as you know, with M&M Broadcasting being a customer of ours at UBO Business Services, our customer experience is more important to us than anything else. And one way we track that is, uh, like other millions of organizations, we use Net Promoter Score, and that's the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. And I know uh, up in the Metroplex, you guys are about to get them, but down here we know how great HEB grocery stores are, and their net promoter score is 65. 70 is considered world-class. The Ritz-Carlton Hotels, where uh, where the Mosley family like likes to stay when they take their vacations to Paris and stuff, uh-huh. they're, they're a 70 on net promoter score. Yeah. UBO Business Services net promoter score is 85%. And so we, gracious. We, we take care of our customers – and uh, really take that to heart. Well, and, and that's both email, uh, copier services. Uh, that's a specialty of yours uh, and at UBO over the years. But uh, you all streamline things. And, and Sean, that's a, uh, that's a pretty cool thing that you do. Companies end up, especially during a pandemic, when pe- sadly people were having to shut down, you all end up saving people a lot of money, and, and help with the workforce. Is that correct? Is that the way to say that? Well, it's absolutely right, Matt. Uh, what we do is we do a free business technology assessment. And like you said, uh, the pandemic's changed a lot of things. And we come in and look at every aspect of your business. And then we're able to um, talk to legal, human resources, finance, administration, sales and marketing, IT, logistics. We, we touch everybody. And then we're able to come up with ways through workflow software and uh, other things that uh, we can, without uh, adding any additional mm-hmm. um, uh, headcount, we can typically save an organization at least 20%. Well, 
Well, I love it. That's why I wanted you on. When you talk about it, you know, you just you do it every single day. So I like people to hear your voice. And uh, by the way, what net score would you give me as a broadcaster? Like a net rating, just off the top of your head, what would you give me? Well, just just for your uh, just for your locked on podcasting alone, I think we would have to say that you're you're definitely elite. Uh, uh, I, I would say you're you're at least over seventy percent, Matt. Wow. Wow. Up there past the Ritz-Carlton and up there in UBO territory. That's big time. Sean, appreciate you jumping on with us. Thanks, Matt. Enjoy your show, buddy. You bet. There he is. He's one of our loyal listeners as well as being a great partner. That's one of the things we uh, – <coughs> sorry, Aaron. Getting choked up, man. Just get emotional thinking about UBO. But we like partnering with people that like our show and like listening to us. And it uh, works out pretty nicely that way. Uh, same thing, Ted Teague's out there right now listening to old Mosley. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. He's saying, guys, I need you to get out on the floor and sell some cars. i got to get back to my office. Mosley's on. Uh, I, I think Ted says that from time to time. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. Next, we talk Sugar Bowl, and we talk Transfer Portal. Who is Baylor losing? Who is Baylor keeping? That's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight. It's going to be a cool evening with low temperatures falling to 34 degrees. Cold front moves through early tomorrow morning, and that means much cooler air behind it. Tomorrow will be sunny, breezy, but with a high of only 48 expected, and mostly sunny, warmer on Friday and 56. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue. Avenue in downtown Waco. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, 
H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Number one ranked Baylor basketball pushes through and downs Oklahoma 84-74 in the Farrell Center to move to 14-0 on the season and 2-0 in Big 12 play. The Bears will be back on the hardwood Saturday at 4 in Fort Worth facing TCU. Baylor women's have had their game with TCU for tonight postponed. The Bears are scheduled to host Texas on Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center. Another Oklahoma Sooner has entered the transfer portal. This time, freshman wide receiver Mario Williams announced he is planning to enter the transfer portal. When asked about the Cowboys' final regular season game this Saturday with the Eagles, Jerry Jones was straight to the point about the starters playing in the game. Well, we plan to play. We plan to play to win. Cowboys and Eagles 7:15 kickoff this Saturday night on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time, and we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever ranked, most wins ever. You know, um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. And I, and obviously, you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Game Time weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley show alongside Aaron Sexton. We roll through a, I think it's Wednesday. The holidays have really thrown me off. Still not quite back on a schedule. Uh, but uh, the man who, uh, well, he loves uh, he loves a good bowl game, and uh, and he loves the portal. He likes to kind of check in to see <laughs> who's in the portal. It is Kevin Longquist. You see him uh, at Sikkim Sports is his Twitter handle. And then uh, he is in part of that Rivals Network. And uh, I, I, first of all, Kevin, I'm loving this story that's floating around out there about the Aggies. You know, it's like I love that it can't be the Aggies just went out and had a great recruiting class. Now we've got to float some story out there of what, what they're offering. I don't think, by the way, the Aggies are the only people out there talking money with recruits. I mean, we just had a recruit say that he picked a school over Texas because all Texas talked about was how much money he could make there. So I, I find it interesting. I won't narrow this down too much because I don't. I haven't really seen a reliable source. So let's not hit the story too hard. But I find it funny that suddenly we're we're all aghast that A and M may be, you know, uh, getting ready to pay their pay their recruits a lot of money. You know, it's 
some of that, Matt, I consider it false outrage only because of the fact that they're not doing it. Uh, obviously, this is all legal that's not connected to A&M itself or any other school that's uh, going to be venturing into these programs to to offer this and take advantage of the NIL rules as they are. Uh, you still got a little bit of the mystery of the unknown. I, I call it the Wild West. I'm not the only one that's called it that, Matt. And I think there's still a lot of people that, that are out there trying to figure out what's the best way to take advantage of this to make their program attractive and attract players to come to them. But, you know, I, I go back to looking at what Caleb Williams is doing, the uh, Oklahoma quarterback who went into the portal on Monday, and the response is the immediate response that Oklahoma gave on that. It's, you know, I know he wants to play for somebody who he thinks can probably put him in a best position that'll get him ready to go to the NFL, which is a couple of years away. He just finished his freshman year. But then there's also that Aiken idea of, is he kind of putting himself out there for the highest bidder? And it's hard to dismiss that because of the world we're living in today in college athletics. Yeah, I... I, I agree with that. I, I find it funny that the OU people are, are somehow thinking, well, maybe he'll go in the portal and come back to us. Kevin, I mean, I, I that that rarely happens. I would say that happens about 1% of the time that somebody yeah. goes in the portal and then says, you know what, I think I'll just stay right where I am. I think I'll stay at Oklahoma. This, this they Oklahoma's funny right now. It's a funny program to watch because it is. It's, they it's put all their they they put all their eggs in this Caleb Williams thing. Like okay, it's all about keeping him, and now they're not going to keep him. But it's kind of like oh, we're fine anyway because they we like this coach more than Lincoln, and now we've got whatever the guy's name is from UCF, Dylan Gabriel. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 I, I mean, do you do you find a school like Oklahoma? because of its new coach and you know you do you think they'll be fine just because of their culture and who they are or do you think all these transfers and and then probably losing Caleb Williams is going to set them back well I'll put it to you this way Oklahoma's a blue blood program we all understand that uh, they've been winning for decades they just put it on Oregon in the uh, Alamo Bowl with Caleb playing quarterback there um, you know and they're always going to have good players that that'll be attracted to them I think the one thing that they they might step back a little bit this year under Brent Venables, maybe in like a nine and three or eight and four season. That's that's the possibility there because they're a little bit unsettled on what that quarterback position is going to be like for them, and whether or not Gabriel is going to be the answer, the kid from UCF. If that's going to be the answer, a quarterback, I don't know, and I don't think Brent Venables and Jeff Levy know either until they actually get him in there and they start going through an off season, and then when they transition to spring. But, you know, it's so odd, though, to see how the world, if you will, got kind of turned upside down on OU after Lincoln Riley jetted off to USC right after Bedlam and how kids just flew out the door one way or the other. It's it's almost like like it was it almost seemed like it has a house of cards feel to it, because of even as good as Oklahoma has been over the last few years, one guy can cause that whole thing to change direction drastically like Lincoln Riley did. Yeah, it absolutely happened. Talking to Kevin Longquist, the uh, the publisher of Rivals, the Baylor Rivals site and uh, Sikkim Sports, at Sikkim Sports, he breaks a lot of news. And then uh, he has kind of a personal site. I mean, he kind of, I don't know how you, you do that. Uh, uh, it was several different Twitter handles, burner phones, 
all the things that it takes to report, uh, Kevin, but you do a really nice job with it. Now, let me ask you about this uh, transfer portal. I got a couple things. We knew some of these guys were going to be leaving. We, I mean, not surprised that uh, Abram uh, uh, Smith announced his departure from Baylor. We know Petrie's leaving. We know Terrell Bernard's heading out. So we know all that. Now, Gall has apparently decided he's going to stay at Baylor for another year. The transfer from Buffalo, that the center, who was really good. Sneed has announced that he is transferring out of Baylor as a grad transfer. Let me ask you, what, what does that do to next year's team? R.J. Sneed has been a very loyal guy, uh, I think an excellent player, but saw his role diminish a little bit this season. So I don't think we're shocked that he's transferring. But uh, what did you make of, of that announcement that he was leaving? Uh, I wasn't surprised either, Matt. I mean, if you look at the way the season progressed, uh, the fact that he was kind of the primary receiver at the beginning and then how things started to shift, really from about, I'd say, maybe the Iowa State game to the West Virginia game, where that wasn't even, maybe you can go back to even that slant play to Tyquan Thornton, the opening play, their second play of the game against West Virginia, uh, where it all kind of trained, where it all kind of changed direction for the passing game there. And I think that's where RJ's role really fell off. And Tyquan became the number one passing pass catching source for uh, Gary Bohannon. And I think, you know, from Snead's standpoint, you know, I'm sure he saw this because he was, he disappeared pretty much the last few games of the year. And as good as he was to kind of be that bridge last year when things were so bad, you know, he just doesn't have that burst of speed that you need for a guy that's going to be a difference maker in your vertical passing game. That's where Taekwon has the difference. And, you know, for this offense that was going play action pass that needs a deep vertical to be a threat so they can, you know, run the football effectively. But in the meantime, keep defenses honest. Baylor just had to turn to a better resource, and that was Thornton over Snead. And so, you know, nothing that Snead did that was wrong. He just wasn't what they needed there. He became a good second and third receiver behind Taekwon. And I'm sure he wants to try and go to a place where he can probably be in a higher standing. Whether that's going to be at another P5 or a G5 program, time will tell. Okay, but and quickly, do you think, Kevin, if, if Baylor needed to look to the portal, they added two excellent offensive linemen. Uh, I mean, Apuika came from the portal, so you got to kind of count him. He became a, a great player sure. for the Bears. What, um, where, where do you think they would be looking to add some numbers? Linebacker, safety, you think obviously they're losing some cornerbacks. Where do you think they would be looking to add the most? And wide receiver, well, could, they could use some yeah, up there. Mean, yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, they got Armani Winfield signed, so that's a big deal there. They, they got him signed right on signing day, so I think that's going to make a difference there. And I think that Armani's going to be a guy that could make an impact immediately for the passing game next year. But as far as the portal is concerned, you know, I, I still think that you're, you're always looking for great defensive linemen. You can't be content with what your roster has because, Matt, as you know, behind a, a quarterback, finding a really good defensive lineman is a hard thing. And if you can find a guy in the system that has experience and can transition to a three-man front, uh, that, that's a great asset to have. I, still, I, I think they're going to probably be in need of a linebacker. And, yes, a little bit of secondary help there because – no, they're going to be a little bit thin back there uh, with some guys leaving like Petrie and JT Woods, that sort of thing. All right, talking to Kevin Longquist, you read him on Rivals. He put out his Golden Bear Awards the other day, and I, I was trying to jump on there. I like, I like reading all that stuff. You can uh, subscribe. 
I'm sure they'll be running some hot deals uh, this offseason and as they get ready for this final recruiting period to end uh, soon. Kevin, anything uh, on the recruiting front? Any uh, any sort of uh, people that are still out there that the Bears are in on? Uh, it feels like this thing's been pr- pretty much put to bed. Any, th- any, uh, any surprises for this uh, February signing period? Well, okay, so they're at 20 uh, signees for this class, Matt, and we're in a dead period until the end of next week, I think it is. And then they can get back out. I think they'll be pretty selective in who they get. You know, there's a there's a defensive back from uh, Colleen down there, uh, Kamari Terrell, who's a really attractive player. Came in for an official visit a couple of weeks ago, but the secret's starting to get out on him. He's gotten offers by USC and Clemson over the last week, and so I, I think Baylor's still in a pretty good position with him. But of course, they're going to have to fight to keep him if they can get him. Um, you know, it, it's the one thing about this time of year. Uh, for for classes that are pretty much done is that you can kind of be selective at how you want to put the last pieces of your class together. So my suspicion here is that Baylor is probably going to go maybe add two or three, and then they can go to the portal and add from there because they'll be very systematic in how they will build the rest of this 2022 signing class slash portal additions, uh, that sort of thing. And that's fine. Uh, I, I kind of look at the, the way the portal should be is that you shouldn't run to it and make to be your be your primary source of adding players because you still got to get re- high school recruits in there to develop them through your program. But I think moving forward for the balance of this season, probably two or three on the on the recruiting side for February 2nd and then a couple more through the portal, and that'll be systematic as we go along. All right. Well, greatest uh, team in Baylor history in terms of wins, 12 wins, uh, heady stuff. We'll see where they actually finish. Probably put them up there, hopefully fifth or sixth place in the country. I think they deserve that. If I told you, if I put this team up against the 2014 team that finished just out of the, the college football playoff, who would you take? That was probably what be, would be considered the best team of the Bryles era. Uh, 2014 Bears versus 2021 Bears. I'd probably go 14, and I know the difference is going to be because of the fact that, um, you know, that that team lost the Cotton Bowl to Michigan State, and this team set the record for wins and obviously won the Sugar Bowl and and, and that sort of thing. But I, I, I picked Baylor, that 14 team, because they were so explosive offensively, could make the play on a dime, and their defense wasn't that bad either. Now, they just had a – bizarre second half against the Spartans. I mean, they should have won that game, as we all know. But I would just, I would still lean to the 2014 team. Again, take nothing away from this squad, but I would just lean to that just because of how efficient they were offensively. All right. All right. I like it. I like some of these hypothetical situations. Kevin Longquist takes the 2014 Bears, and uh, headline on this one will be, Longquist uh, prefers Bryles era to Aranda era. All right. Uh, there you go. Thanks for, all right. thanks for spinning that. I appreciate that. So. <laughs> okay. Kevin, good work today. Appreciate you, okay? You bet, sir. Always, t- always a pleasure. Take care. Okay. Kevin Longquist joining the Matt Mosley Show, as he does on a frequent basis. It is time now for Campus Confidential. It's next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Third and seven, Diggs matched up with McLaurin. Heineke looking that way. Only heard here. And he throws it out. It's intercepted by Demarcus Lawrence. All season. Look at you, big tank. Touchdown, Tank Lawrence. 
Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles live from Lincoln Financial Field on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles Saturday after Baylor basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Hey there, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters with a holiday public service announcement for all the wives and significant others out there looking for Christmas gift ideas for their man. They say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. At Pickup Outfitters, we say the way to a man's heart is through his truck. And there's no better Christmas gift for the man in your life than something for his truck. Would your man rather have a new bathrobe or bumper or a cool light bar, socks or a lift kit, a new wallet or new running boards? The answer seems pretty clear, doesn't it? Pickup Outfitters is your Christmas gift headquarters. Why get your man a hoodie when you can get him a slick new retractable bed cover? So don't waste money on a meat thermometer or sweatpants when you can get him a gift certificate for anything he wants for his truck. That's the way to get to a man's heart. Stop by Pickup Outfitters at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hour is 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Today on Hey Culligan, Smart Home, Smarter Water Softener. Here's Kevin. Hey Culligan, can a smart water softener lift those heavy salt bags for me? Kevin, it can. <laughs> Wait, it can? Yep, the smart, high-efficiency water softener from Culligan can alert your dealer when the salt needs to be replaced, and they'll do it for you, so your water stays soft and you stay away from lifting the bags. I mean, I could lift them if I wanted. No judgment here, Kevin. We're happy to do it, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Number one ranked Baylor basketball pushes through and downs Oklahoma 84-74 in the Farrell Center to move to 14-0 on the season and 2-0 in Big 12 play. The Bears will be back on the hardwood Saturday at 4 in Fort Worth facing TCU. Baylor women's have had their game with TCU for tonight postponed the Bears are scheduled to host Texas on Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center. Another Oklahoma Sooner has entered the transfer portal. This time, freshman wide receiver Mario Williams announced he is planning to enter the transfer portal. When asked about the Cowboys' final regular season game this Saturday with the Eagles, Jerry Jones was straight to the point about the starters playing in the game. Well, we plan to play. We plan to play to win. Cowboys and Eagles 7:15 kickoff this Saturday night on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, good to be with you. We uh, continue on, and uh, thank you to uh, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. People ask me sometimes, what about those Ram trucks? Why do people buy so many of those things? Well, they always uh, win all the awards. J.D. Power, the comfort level is kind of unbelievable. The ride, the haul. Things you can haul, things you can pull. There's a lot of stuff to it, okay? I grew up in truck country, Kaufman County. And uh, I uh, grew up around uh, the Murrays. They knew how to sell cars around there. So I'm proud to be a part of uh, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. All right, uh, it is time to discuss college football, college athletics, all the things that go with that. And... Um, for that, I will turn it over to a guy named Aaron Sexton. Aaron, what's on your plate today? Well, we talked yesterday about how the uh, national semifinal games, the ratings were down for both of those games, um, more than likely because they were both blowouts, um, but also probably a little bit because one of them was on Friday afternoon and the other was on Friday night. Well, the ratings for the other uh, New Year's Six Bowls are in the Rose Bowl Led the way with 16.6 million viewers, making it the second most viewed non semifinal New Year's Six Bowl of the college football playoff era. Era, sorry, era. Era. Uh, trailing only Washington, Ohio State, 16.9 million viewers in 2019. The audience for Utah and Ohio State peaked at 19.7 million viewers in the game's closing minutes. The Sugar Bowl with wow. Baylor and Ole Miss, 9.8 million viewers with 13.6 million viewers at its peak. That was more than the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl between Oklahoma State and Notre Dame, which registered 8 million viewers, and the Chick-fil-A Bowl, which registered 7.6 million viewers. So a little under 10 million viewers for the All-State Sugar Bowl between Baylor and Ole Miss. Not bad. Not bad. I know everybody, uh, including Bob Bowlesby, had said that, one of the reasons the Big 12 is going to be in serious trouble is because of the enormous TV ratings that the Longhorns and the Sooners pull in. And that's still true. I just think the replacements, you know, bring a lot to the table. I think BYU brings its own set of eyeballs. 
And I think if you're involved in a good game, and uh, Ole Miss and Baylor actually have a lot more similar enrollments than you would think. I think people think, what well, state school, they probably have way more people than Baylor. They do have more alums because Baylor w- did not always have this kind of enrollment. So certainly Ole Miss has more gross <laughs> that sounds bad. Yeah, I'm just talking about the number, gross number of fans. But uh, the uh, I would say that the Bears are, uh, I, I think 9.8 million is a good number. And I would imagine when things were tight in that fourth quarter, it climbed up there above 10 million, maybe up there around 11 million. So Bears in um, kind of a late night game too, 745. You never know if that helps or hurts because, quite honestly, that game's finishing up at past midnight on the East Coast. And you probably don't have a lot of people on the East Coast staying up past midnight watching Baylor and Ole Miss. You just don't on the Eastern Seaboard. So I think 10 million is a pretty solid number. And I'm going to say I'm going to give the Bears – let me see how I would divvy this up. I would say seven, um, 7 million of those – uh, viewers were were tuning in because of Baylor. All right, that's uh, Aaron. That's just a little quick math that I did. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, you were, you were wondering about peak viewership. It was thirteen point six million uh, wow. was the peak viewership during the game, and uh, I was just I know it was uh, the primetime game, but as you said, it was kind of late start in primetime. But the fact that Baylor and Ole Miss outdrew a Notre Dame New Year's Six Bowl, I thought was really really impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say you, again, the headline for that is Baptists outdraw the Catholics. All right. Speaking of uh, Notre Dame, the 10 oh, FBS. There, have I scared you? No, no. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, okay, what else do you have? What is, speaking of what? The, speaking of Notre Dame, the 10 FBS commissioners and Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick are set to meet Saturday to continue discussing the expansion format, which uh, they obviously couldn't agree to in their last meeting. Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, Craig Thompson, the Mountain West commissioner, and Swarbrick uh, proposed a 12-team model in June, which would have guaranteed the six highest-ranked conference champions as well as six at-large bids to the next six highest-ranked teams. That did not pass since the committee has since then, the committee has continued to deliberate, delaying its decision again uh, on Wednesday. The main obstacle still exists. There's no unanimous consensus on a specific format. Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated's Ross Dillinger previously reported that they continue to argue over the number of teams and the role of automatic qualifiers. Given the differing opinions, sources told ESPN there are doubts about the, uh, there are doubts that they can come to an agreement this weekend, which is pretty much what we expected yeah <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right um that, that, that's uh i mean i you know until they get something done i'm just kind of you know let us know give us the announcement when it when it comes aaron do you mind if i interject here i've got some interesting numbers for you you're a guy who loves numbers in fact you named your uh your twitter handle after numbers give everybody your twitter hand twitter handle if they want to follow Aaron Sexton. Stats tell all. <laughs> At stats tell all. All right, that's Aaron. At one point he was trying to be anonymous with that, but now he wants everybody to follow him. So follow him and 
and let them know. I thought this was interesting. I want you to guess a couple of things, Aaron. Um, Baylor finishes the year with 19 interceptions. Where do you think that ranks in the country? If it, if it isn't first, it's near the top. Okay, that's third in the country. So not, you were pretty close. It's not bad. In, uh, in takeaways, Baylor ends up with 27 takeaways. Where do you think that ranks in the country? Fifth. Number seven. Okay, you're doing pretty well. That's not bad. It's number seven in the country. They Yards per carry. Um, yards, wait, what does that mean? YPC, .32. Yards, that wouldn't be yards per carry. That'd be, what's YPC? What's YPC? YPC is generally yards per carry. Yards per catch? No, because it says... The, the answer is Baylor got is .32. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yards per something. Okay, somebody can text us in, 254-662-1660. What are we missing there? YPC, Aaron and I, uh, even with our elite brains, we're struggling a little bit. Uh, okay, sacks. Um, 3.14 a game. 3.14 a game. What do you think that was in the country? Seventh. That was 14th in the country. All right. And uh, last one I'll do, tackles for losses. They averaged 7.43 a game. So, obviously, they did the best thing they did was on, uh, was on defense. Tackles for loss. They finished with 7.43 a game. What was that in the country? I'm going to guess that's third. 14th in the country. Huh. Okay. All right, back to you. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> I started off pretty strong there, but it, it got worse as it went along. That's okay. Uh, Oklahoma Sooners freshman wide receiver Mario Williams has officially entered the transfer portal. Williams, the number 17 ranked recruit in the 2021 class, the number one wide receiver, and the second highest ranked commit for the Sooners announced today that he was leaving the Sooners program, despite having other receivers ahead of him on the roster, he was still fourth on the team in receiving yards with 380. Uh, his decision to leave means four of the top five wideouts on the roster for Oklahoma won't be back for the 2022 season. Mike Woods II and Jeremiah Hall both declared for the NFL draft. Jaden Hazelwood transferred to Arkansas in December, and now Williams will be gone as well. That leaves Marvin Mims, the team's leading receiver, as the only player in the top five who will be back, and they have lost a ton of people to the transfer portal. Of course, Caleb Williams uh, officially announced he was entering the transfer portal yesterday. He hasn't made a decision on the school yet, but they have also uh, lost their starting quarterback from last year. They did get Probably. a commitment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he still could he still could stay, but they did get a commitment from former UCF quarterback Dylan Gabriel uh, on Monday. But another I like that lefty. I like that lefty quarterback. I hear you, buddy. That This is wild, losing all those receivers. The only thing is they always have a bunch of them. They generally find a way, and they'll hit that portal. Where do you think Sneed will end up? He'll probably be in a Sooners uniform, or he'll go out to Texas Tech. I, was... I just saw something. <laughs> I just saw Joey McGuire posted something about 23 minutes ago. Guess who listens to our show almost daily? Adrian Lubbock, who streams us, Joey. Oh, no. Joey listens to us. Yeah. Um, don't let that make you nervous, Aaron. But Joey's likely listening. 
Uh, Joey said, because they they said something about their quarterback coach getting the quarterback coach of the year award, that Zach Kitley, who they've brought in to be their, I guess, offense coordinator. Joey McGuire says to that, if you are an offensive player, why would you go anywhere else? Hashtag wreck them. Whoa. <laughs> How about that? Um, by the way, one quote I had for you, Aaron. This is Alabama's offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, being asked about the transfer portal. Quote, it is similar to free agency without the rules. The portal is interesting. I'll stay away from that and let Coach Saban handle. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've, uh, they've done quite well with it. They, you know, they got two All-Americans to transfer in last season. So. They, yeah. they, they don't take a lot of transfers, obviously, because they recruit so well. But the ones they do are top, top players, obviously, who can come in and play for them. Uh, uh, defensive back from uh, LSU that was an All-American. I don't have his name uh, in front of me, but he transferred there. And there was a wide receiver, I think, also uh, that was an All-American that transferred to Alabama. Yeah, the, the rich get richer is the way. And so... Dave Aranda and his staff will have to continue to find a little bit different way. Not that we don't have some wealthy donors. I just don't think we're kind of uh, – I, I don't think we're wired to go toe-to-toe with Texas or Texas A&M or LSU or anybody in the NIL stuff. Again, we've got, I mean, Drayton McLean and our buddy Jeremy Fudge and all the people who give the Fosters. We have huge, deep pockets as donors. It's not that. It's just that I don't think we're wired to win NIO battles. I don't think we're wired to, like, immediately do what SMU was trying to do in the 80s. And that's just pull a bunch of money together and throw it at players. I mean, that's what Sark sounds like he's doing right now. I don't – and I'm not even saying it's wrong. It's legal at this point. Uh, I'm just saying I don't think Baylor's wired to do that. So they have to look for other ways, like developing talent, getting the right people getting the right character, convincing parents that their kids are going to go to Sunday school, that they're going to be different. They're going to be built different, or however we say that, B-U, built different. Maybe we could talk about the mission fit. We have a mission fit. Even Grant never talked about a mission fit, by the way. Grant's the, we've never, we'll never have a better Christian man. No offense to Aranda, he's great. But Grant is the leading Christian coach of all time. And and we never did. I never did hear about mission fits, but that's okay. That's a new that's a new thing in Baylor terminology, and I'm going to embrace it. In fact, Aaron, I think I'm the perfect mission fit for Eminem Broadcasting. I don't know if I want to be the perfect mission fit for Eminem Broadcasting. I don't know what that would be. Uh, Aaron, why don't you finish us off? Anything else? Anything else you'd like to add to kind of punctuate what has been another award-winning episode of Campus Confidential? Oh. In news that will not shock anyone, Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson, the projected number one selection in the 2022 NFL Draft, announced today he'll be leaving the Wolverines what? program to turn pro. I know, you're shocked. <laughs> he uh, he is past Oregon defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau for the number one overall prospect on Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay's big boards. So uh, he is leaving, and he will probably be the number one pick in this year's draft. He was also a Heisman finalist. He set the Michigan school record for sacks with 14, 16 and a half tackles for loss. 
he was just, uh, um, well, I mean, he was the best defensive player in the country last year, or one of them. So, I wanted uh, to hear what you were about to say. I kind of thought you were about to say something really interesting, and you decided to go. Uh, you were like, he's, I don't know what you were about to say. I think you were about to say like a, a man among boys or something like that. But uh, Aiden Hutchinson, what's his name, Aiden? Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson. yeah. Yeah, I like this guy. And uh, you know what? I think it's going to be a package deal. It's going to be Jacksonville gets Aiden Hutchinson and Jim Harbaugh, and they and they ride away together. And Jacksonville starts winning Super Bowls, buddy. And uh, by the way, your old friend uh, Urban Meyer, have you seen the latest on him? Some of the stuff he was up to at Ohio State. Um, what an embarrassing story that is oh, about yeah. trying to get the players not to wear hoodies. Yeah, and wow. showed a picture of Trayvon Martin, and he what denied that He denied that originally, and then yeah. somebody had receipts, and, uh, he was, yeah. and then now he's saying he didn't know about it. So, I bet. Yeah. Well, Urban's never lied. I mean, I've never, I don't think he's ever lied about anything. What a disaster. He should just go back to that restaurant and let that woman start dancing all around him. I mean, he just needs to get – Get away from everything. Just relax. Just get that weird look on his face he had that night. What's the name of that restaurant, Aaron? Do you remember? I don't. Urban's Restaurant. They told me that 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 same woman, the exotic dancer at University of Texas, is now working at that bar, at Urban's Bar in in, in Columbus. (laughs) We've lost Aaron. Aaron, is your mic... Is it not working? I'm here. All right, it is uh, It is the Matt Mosley Show <laughs> continuing into the 5 o'clock hour. If you'll have us, we'll be here for you in the 5. Um, it is, uh, oh, we're doing something big now. That's right, because we've got huge Cowboys news involving Cowboys rookie Micah Parsons. We're going to have beat writer for The Athletic, John Mashota joins us next matt mosley weekdays at 4 p.m on espn central texas since 1975 schmaltz's sandwich shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches soups and salads to hungry central texans they start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread the sandwiches are oven toasted giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry airy center Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today, 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this. They have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs. Rooftop Innovations, where they put your roof above everything else. 
The self-employed face a particular challenge with respect to health coverage. Healthcare costs have just skyrocketed and it has really gotten to where it's very complex and confusing. Hurley Benefit Services Vice President, Tammy Hurley. Self-employed individuals have such a personal responsibility and so they really like being able to be in charge of their personal insurance policies and their choices. Health insurance, if you're self-employed, doesn't have to be hard to buy. Hurley Benefit Services can help. Being a self-employed individual, you are working so hard on your business and to know all the answers or to even know what questions to ask about insurance is tough. Come to us, we can answer those questions for you and find a package that you're going to be able to afford and it's going to meet your needs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned and they're online at HurleyBenefitServices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y BenefitServices.com. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Third and goal at the two. Cooper to the left, Prescott in the gun. Snap is back, play fake. Throws it in the end zone, wide open, Cedric Wilson. Touchdown, Cowboys. Voice of the Cowboys, Brad Sham, 105.3, the fan, man who loves a good pair of long shorts. Uh, you hear him on the call there. Now we go to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, hanging out near the star, but he can't be in the star right now. COVID protocols. Got to keep this man away from the Cowboys because you never know what uh, John Machota from The Athletic may be carrying. John, uh, good to have you. And uh, it's always fun to catch up with you. Good to see you in the press box the other day. Cowboys lose uh, 25-22. to 22. And now the big story today, Micah Parsons heads into the COVID protocols. Now, John, this is not the worst thing in the world if this guy doesn't play and then he's fine for the playoffs and comes back. But now, just, I mean, are we still saying, because the Cowboys can play fast and lose sometimes, are we still saying that Keanu Neal and uh, our buddy Amari are the only guys that are unvaccinated on the team, at least on the active roster? Is that right? Micah, we believe Micah was vaccinated, yet has ended up with the, you know, in the COVID protocols. Yeah, as far as I know, it's, it's Keanu Neal and, and Amari Cooper. So uh, I think that there's a good chance Micah will, you know, obviously he's going to miss this game. Uh, it doesn't make, I don't see how he would come back for this one, but he'll be ready for the playoffs. And that's the thing though, is that, you know, I know Amari had still had a cough and uh, had a little bit of the effect in his first game back after it, it affects players differently. So how is it going to affect Micah? We don't, we don't really know. Uh, it doesn't sound like he has some, you know, of the really bad symptoms. So uh, it seems like he'll be ready to go for the playoff game and, I don't know, for this week, I, I just really don't see Philadelphia playing many of their starters, if if any at all, uh, of their key players. They're dealing with a lot of COVID, too. So it's like if, if you're going to have a guy miss a game, uh, this obviously would be the one. 
Are you you're saying it's a good time to get COVID? I don't think it's I don't think it's ever a good time, but there's certainly oh, worse okay. times than uh, than others. Yeah. And, uh, worse yeah. times would be within the next uh, three to four weeks, depending on uh, if they can advance. Who do you think is the the Nick Sirianni of the local media that covers the Cowboys? Is there anybody that kind of Sirianni reminds you of, like somebody that have you? Does it struck you that first of all, do you even do you feel like we know Sirianni yet? We know Ron Rivera. We kind of know Judge. Judge is just kind of a, you know, he's just he's just kind of existing. I don't I don't I don't think much of him. Do we think Sirianni might end up being a pretty good coach? Have you? Uh, you're a guy that likes to look around the league, and you for some reason love the Detroit Lions, uh, a, a team that uh, obviously is uh, uh, lives in infamy. Do you uh, do you have any feel for this Sirianni at all? So I don't have a good comp in, in the DFW media. He's uh, He's an interesting, interesting cat. When I first saw him talk after he got the job, I kind of, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't seem like the, the greatest of fits. And then it also kind of came out of nowhere because he certainly wasn't the front runner when he got the job. And then I, don't, I can't remember how many weeks ago, it's probably multiple months, but he had this really long answer when, when they weren't playing well at the beginning of the year about how <laughs> the Eagles are kind of like a flower. <laughs> and uh, and the and the roots are just trying to grow right now, and and even though you can't see what's going on under the soil, and when so and it went on for a while. This is one of the more lengthy answers he he has given. Um, I was kind of like that right there could be the one that they always go back to if this thing doesn't work out, where they were like yeah. this 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 might work in college or or even with another team, but Philadelphia, no, that's not going to play. And surprisingly enough, since he went on that little. Uh, explanation they've kind of turned it around now kind of like the Cowboys which is what's fascinating about the Eagles team it's like you kind of look at the same thing as the Cowboys recently like you're like do they really I mean they have wins and they've gone on winning streaks but you look at the teams they've beaten and you're just kind of like well none of these teams are going to be like ones you're going to see in the playoffs so uh, I did not think Nick Sirianni was going to have a ton of success early on so he's kind of exceeded my expectations all right, John Mishota, uh, who's watched the Eagles blossom under Sirianni, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, these Cowboys, I, just watching them the other day, you know, it, it is funny. I, I was listening and reading some of those comments from McCarthy today. You can kind of tell, in our minds, and maybe it's the cynical writers in us and all that kind of thing, they were really down in that game. I mean, they had a horrible third quarter. They're down 22-7. They show a little fight late to get it back. But after those kinds of games, it always seems like they, they don't remember any of that. Oh, we were like one play away from winning that game. That seems to be the attitude. Are, are some of those responses, John, you've you got to be on those Zooms at all times. Uh, do some of those things start to seem a little hollow to you? That seems like a leading question. But I was even looking at at Dak's r- response. You did a nice job of doing however you do it, like you type it in your iPad and take a picture of it. I wish you'd teach me how to do that sometime. But it's a good response. It's just kind of, and, and again, I, I kind of like, I mean, it's it's well thought out, but some of these responses are starting to ring a little hollow to me. How are How are they playing to your ear? No, no, I think you're you're dead on with that, and and I think a lot of fans feel the same way too. Where it's kind of like, yeah, we've been hearing this for weeks, but you know, when when are we going to see the results? Type thing, and 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 you, 
you've kind of been teased, you know, you kind of thought you were seeing some of these results in that Atlanta game. You kind of thought you were seeing some a couple of weeks ago against Washington. And then there was a lot of buildup to this Arizona game as kind of being like a little playoff preview. And for them to come out as flat as they did, it's kind of like, you're really like, I don't really care what they say. And I, and I kind of feel like they feel that way too, where they know, like, I mean, it's going to be hard to compare it to every single time I've ever been around Dak, but today his, his talking with reporters was as short as brief, uh, even a little chippy as I've ever, as I think I've ever seen him. Like you, you can just tell that he's frustrated that the offense isn't playing better, having all of these pieces out there. And part of it's probably because he probably got annoyed with how much it was talked about that he was in a slump, which he is. I mean, you can call it a different word or change things around and try and make it sound different. But I mean, that's just what's going on now. Obviously it's not all his fault. I mean, I think that could get on, on track real quick if they could find any type of running game. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, their answers right now they just don't mean much until you until you see it on the field and you see it particularly against a good team. And, and my one my one issue that I have about all everything that was going on with the offense, particularly in that game, is I don't understand why you wait till your backs are absolutely against the wall to pull out that Cedric Wilson play. Like, why is that that you can't <laughs> do that early in the game? Like, like your like your offense is just this high powered machine that you couldn't bear to do a gimmick play like that early to spark everything. Why didn't yeah. you do that in, like, the second quarter? It wasn't like we just realized things weren't working well until late in the fourth. Things weren't working well at all in the second quarter, and certainly not in the third. I don't understand. Like, you have those plays that you've worked on. Why did it take that long to, to bring that out? <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's just like you're down. Tw- okay, now it's time to bring out the trick plays. Oh, let's let Sid throw it downfield. Uh, you're you're right. It's strange to try to to try to you know start throwing haymakers when you're already down. It seems like you could set the the tone earlier in the in the ball game doing that. John Mashota from the Athletic joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and I'm just uh, I'm looking through some of the things you've had today. Some of the things, Jerry. You know, it, it is funny, Jerry. Uh, I always kind of like to see what he's talking about. Uh, the news comes out today, though, that's a little different from just even the Cowboys. The Cowboys might be in line to, or AT&T Stadium could host a Super Bowl if this thing spikes, the uh, the, the Omicron. John, are we ready for this? I mean, I, I'm trying to remember. I think you were among us already. Had you already moved to Dallas when we, uh, I think you did, You were here when uh, when we tried to host that first Super Bowl? Oh. Oh yeah, Matt. Uh, that's when I I first realized. Um, so growing up in Michigan, there's this thing called rock salt, and they put it out <laughs> on, the, on the freeways and on the roads when there's ice and snow. So I'm driving the media days out at the stadium, and it's a nice, nice coverage of snow and ice, and and everyone's moving pretty slow, as am I. And uh, on the freeway, I, I just tap my brakes just a little bit, and there was no grip at all. So I actually, in the middle of a freeway, did a complete 360. And everyone else kind of just kind of stopped. I was able to straighten it back out and just keep going and got to the stadium in time to, you know, talk to Charles Woodson and Ben Roethlisberger. So yeah, I will, I will not forget that. So, but if anyone's going to be happy about the possibility of, of them potentially having another Super Bowl at AT and T Stadium, there can't be anybody happier than about that than Kyler Murray because nobody plays better there than he does. <laughs> I like that Murray, a man who is now eight and zero. Uh, could maybe get in and play at AT&T Stadium. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, I, 
This law, I have Matt, real been quick, to L.A. How bad yeah, does go ahead. it look? How, how, bad, how bad does it look, Matt, though, if they play him again and he beats them twice in three weeks? I mean, that, that's not going to be a little like, hey, we just need to rally in the offseason and move some pieces around. That's going to be a major blow to this team. Yeah. That, that, Without that's... DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh I think I think it's I think it's huge and uh I, I that whole thing that whole scenario looking at that uh it's going to be it's going to be fascinating. Let me I want you to put on your NBA hat real quick cuz you also love the NBA. Are you going to join me tonight at the American Airlines Center to honor the greatness of Dirk? Please say yes. I mean, the athletic, I mean, I know y'all have Tim Cato on there. He'll He'll be over there in some uh, some kind of funky get-up. Uh, very uh, trendy young man, very bohemian. Uh, are you going to try to slip into the AAC to watch the greatness of Dirk Nowitzki's jersey be uh, be hung up in the uh, you know in the, the rafters? Unfortunately, man, I'm not. Oh. I'm, I'm impressed that you're going to that you're making that trip out there. I uh, oh yeah, I would like to. I think I'm just going to watch it uh, from my home. But yeah, that was another one. I mean, see that. Now you're bringing back these memories. You talk about that Super Bowl that was here. I mean, that this is when I was just really cutting my teeth in the DFW media scene. I was willing to take on anything that uh, high school football, uh, you know, media days, whatever. And obviously when I got down here, the maps were really good. And so uh, I will not forget that run that he put them on because I certainly did not think that they were going to beat the Heat. And the way he played in that series, the whole entire playoffs were amazing. But uh, to see that up close, was incredible but nah i don't think i'm going to be making it out uh there today what was interesting though is that and this is kind of a thing that's been circulating uh regarding the mavs is that you know micah parsons was at the mavs game oh, uh, a couple yeah. nights ago and then now that he has covid that was a big talking point today like should players even be going to these games and things like that well two days ago or yesterday when we talked to micah before he had you know tested positive he had plans to go to that game uh today or tonight as well so i don't think he'll be making the trip there but like that's the thing, like the Cowboys players, they've been still going out and things like that. So I wonder now that the playoffs are, are here, uh, if that's going to come to a halt. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because tonight will be just such an interesting example. If, yeah. if there's going to be players that want to go, this would be the game that you go to. Yeah, I'll be there to like tattle on them all, you know, because you know the cameras will be on them. And I'll be like, I'm Dax here. I'm just going to be tattling like crazy. <laughs> Look who's here. Look who doesn't care about football. Here's Dak, and then of course Clarence will get real mad at me. Mosley, why don't you know? It'll be very ugly. Uh, Steve Kerr, by the way, moments ago called Dirk the greatest international player of all time, and says, "quote It's uh, incredibly meaningful for the warrior uh, for the Warriors to be a part of the hashtag #41Forever festivities." In fact, he's wearing a 41 pin. Now, you know what the Warriors are going to do. They're going to come in here, and Steph's going to go for about 50, and uh, they're going to torch the poor Mavs, and then we'll, they, will do our, uh, they will honor Dirk. Nobody will care because it's all about Dirk tonight. But still, that's probably what will happen. Is that who – who is the – if we agree that Dirk is the greatest international player of all time, I want to agree with that. I guess I would say Akeem Olajuwon has to yeah. be up there, and – I, I, you got to call Tim Duncan an international player as well. Oh, yeah, I, I, Akeem Olajuwon was the first one that came to mind for me. Um, but all of them, though, I mean, I do think just because of where he's at in his career right now, I think Giannis Antetokounmpo has a chance to, to be in that group as well of, of, of the current players. 
I, I know you could talk about Jokic, but I mean, you still would have to win more titles. But a former players, I mean, Akeem has got to be. I mean, man, two titles. I mean, I, I mean, if you're ranking the, the greatest NBA players of all time, you're going to rank Akeem Olajuwon probably at the tail end of the top ten. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they consider him to be in the same class as Dirk. I don't know, but I would have Akeem up there ahead of him. Wow, there he is, Mishota, throwing down some NBA uh, hot takes. I mean, would you and, not agree uh, that Akeem Olajuwon was a better NBA player than Dirk Nowitzki? Uh, one more titles. Certainly, I, uh, Dirk passed him on scoring list. Both iconic players. I could make an argument either way. I, I, I love both of them so much, I really wouldn't put I, you know either one of them. Uh, ahead, and then I think third I would have Epe Udo from Baylor. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, I'll uh, – man, I hope – I tell you what, if I find an extra ticket, I'm going to text you, all right? I really feel like you should be a part of this thing, and uh, I'll be looking for Cowboys. I cannot wait to turn every one of them in. Zeke, look here, Zeke. He doesn't care about football. I love how Zeke always begins every week just announcing, I'm playing. It's like no, it's like nobody else but him has any input. I'm playing. Like at some point, might it be a good idea to not let him play? I mean, is he doing anything? He ran nine. He had nine carries for 16 yards. He does not look good. Like, why in the world would you play him against Philly? But anyway, I mean, do you agree with me? Does it seem strange? Uh, it, it does. But there's also a part of me that that is going to be very intrigued in that first playoff game to see what the split is on. on on touches from their running backs because uh, uh, I, I just, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, don't rule out in that first playoff game that Tony Pollard gets more touches than Zeke because while they can sit there and talk about how this Arizona game was going to be this measuring stick and stuff before that, the Cowboys haven't had really anything to play for for several weeks now. And so I don't know that they've really shown their hand uh, in terms of, I think it's pretty clear to us that Tony Pollard has the most burst. If, I mean, Zeke's going to start the game. But if he isn't getting some good yardage, I could see them turning to Tony Pollard. And I feel like they've been kind of trying to keep Tony Pollard on ice for the playoffs. So that's wow. going to be an interesting thing to watch because, let's be honest, this team isn't going to go very far. If they, can, if they run the football like they did against Arizona, if that's their best plan of attack to run the football what they did against Arizona, well, then they're losing in the first round. So uh, yeah. I, would, I would keep Tony Pollard there. I would not be surprised if he gets, he gets more carries in that first playoff game. All right. I, what I want to see you write this week is Kellen Moore distracted by Jacksonville job. All right. Go with that one. I really. I, okay. All right, John. All my best. Same to you, man. Thanks, man. man. There, there he goes. John Mashoda from uh, the uh, the Athletic. We used to work together at Fox Sports Southwest, and he was at the Morning News as well. And now he covers the Cowboys for the Athletic. All right. We got some Dave Aranda. We've been saving this up. I, I really wanted you to hear Dave from the other night, and we haven't been able to play this for you. Um, it is some really good stuff and interesting stuff after the game. That's next. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dalton Schultz is about to reach a milestone only one other Cowboys ever accomplished. You'll hear from Schultz after this. Everything may be bigger in Texas, but it doesn't get any bigger than this. Welcome to Wrestlemania! The grandest 
stage of them all returns to Dallas's AT&T Stadium for two epic nights, Saturday and Sunday, April 2nd and 3rd. See all your favorite WWE superstars as they descend on Dallas for WrestleMania. Combo and single event tickets available now at SeatGeek.com. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys' run game is still struggling, so the pressure's been on Dak in the passing game. Amari and C.D. get the highlights, but a go-to guy is Dalton Schultz, who's second on the team in catches and yards. In Saturday night's regular season finale in Philly, Schultz needs only 13 receiving yards to join Jason Witten as the only tight ends in team history to reach 800 yards in a season. For all he's done this year, Schultz shares credit with teammates. If teams want to play zone against us with the guys we have on the outside, and the underneath stuff can always open up when you have threats and weapons on the edge like we said. When the Cowboys and Eagles faced each other earlier this year, Schultz scored two touchdowns. A reminder that this weekend's Cowboys-Eagles game has moved to Saturday night with kickoff at 7.15 Central. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. Tom and Ward, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight. It's going to be a cool evening with low temperatures falling to 34 degrees. Cold front moves through early tomorrow morning, and that means much cooler air behind it. Tomorrow will be sunny, breezy, but with a high of only 48 expected, and mostly sunny, warmer on Friday and 56. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and western home decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. The Big 12 Blitz, weekdays at 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. 
City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Number one ranked Baylor basketball pushes through and downs Oklahoma 84-74 in the Farrell Center to move to 14-0 on the season and 2-0 in Big 12 play. The Bears will be back on the hardwood Saturday at 4 in Fort Worth facing TCU. Baylor women's have had their game with TCU for tonight postponed. The Bears are scheduled to host Texas on Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center. Another Oklahoma Sooner has entered the transfer portal. This time, freshman wide receiver Mario Williams announced he is planning to enter the transfer portal. When asked about the Cowboys' final regular season game this Saturday with the Eagles, Jerry Jones was straight to the point about the starters playing in the game. Well, we plan to play. We plan to play to win. Cowboys and Eagles 7-15 kickoff this Saturday night on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Ah, yeah, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, rolling right into a uh, Wednesday. And tonight is the retirement of Dirk Nowitzki's jersey. I'm going to be making my way down at 6.30 tips. So I gotta, I'm going to race over to uh, Dallas after the show, and uh, we're going to be uh, going to be taking part in that ceremony. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, thank you so much. Thank you for sponsoring what we're about to hear next, and that is the voice of Dave Aranda. This was from the, uh, the other night. I meant to do this yesterday, and Aaron was kind enough uh, and, and to kind of keep this on the ready. And uh, this is Dave Aranda. You'll hear a short statement. You might hear my voice at some point. This is in the uh, right after the game. And uh, the Zoom, I, I really appreciate Aaron and uh, Lark Smith. They did a great job of grabbing all the Zooms. Uh, and, of course, uh, our man Tom Barfield. But this is something I, my audience has not had a chance to hear. And I wanted you to get to hear from Dave Aranda after the game the other night because I think some, he says some, some pretty important things. Here is Dave Aranda moments after winning the Sugar Bowl. You know, just got done talking with, uh, with the team and, and just so uh, humbled by, um, by our team. You know, um, the, the two the two young men just here to my left are, are, are great uh, are, um, are, are is representative of um, the best of us you know I, I look at just all of the change that has happened with Baylor football you know I, I think if you take a broad enough view you see a bunch of wins you know from year to to year with um, maybe not so many wins in between but you can see the wins but I think the closer you get, you just see um, so many uh, names and faces and come and go. You see just change and you see, you know, people demanding, you know, beliefs and, and uh, you know, motivating people different ways. And then you see, um, you know, coaches that believe in, in, in this type of um, um, this type of authority or 
you know, maybe do what I say, not what I do, or maybe there's an old school element to it, and just all these things that are just, um, you know, difficult to um, to address and difficult to talk about when you don't win games. And so I think for us, the the change from last year to this year was really kind of breaking all of that down and earning trust and believing in each other and being selfless. And um, you know, I think. When you got when you get to that, you get to a team, and um, you know this was a great team win. We've had some t team wins throughout the year, and um, so appreciative of the team. Yeah, I'm a better person for it, you know, and so I'm uh, I'm proud, man. I'm I'm, I'm a little saddened because I know that it's it's you know this this part is over, but um, I'm humbled and I'm appreciative. Our first question will come from Eric Kelly at KWKT in Waco. Coach, just when those final seconds are ticking down and you guys kind of realize that you guys are going to become sugar bowl champs, do you allow yourself to take it in and what, what kind of what's going through your head? I appreciate the question. I mean, um, not really. I was wondering, you know, I didn't know when it talked. I didn't know what the ceremony was going to be. And so I was wondering if there's, you know, something I had to say or do. And so I was figuring... I was hoping that I wasn't going to make a fool of myself during that time, so I was kind of thinking that. <laughs> we'll move on to Matt Mosley of ESPN Central Texas. Yeah, uh, Dave, I just wonder how you feel like uh, Gary played. Obviously, the passing game wasn't really there. He leaned on the run game, but Gary hadn't been out all this time. What did you think about his approach and how he kind of hung in there in this game? I appreciate that. I thought I thought Gary, you know, um, one of his his strongest suits as a person is his resilience and his uh, confidence and his um, his belief in others. And so I think you know, I think you saw all of that in this game. You saw you know in the in the weeks leading up to this game, you just saw just great excitement and great energy and. Uh, you know, when you're in it and then you're out of it, to have a chance to come back in it in a game like this just means everything. And so you could see the joy in them. And then I know, you know, when when the game started and it was difficult to throw you know, forward passes and all that and complete them uh, more specifically, it, um, you know, you could tell that he was challenged, but um, found ways to when stuff was was covered up to run the ball, um, was encouraging his teammates was carrying out his fakes with full speed so that we could buy a half a second so a running back could make a cut, you know, four yards down the line, uh, back inside. And so just all the things that you would expect out of him. But um, you think about the journey that, um, you know, that dude has been through. And so it's just, you know, the best is yet to come with him because uh, he, all this adversity that he goes through just makes him stronger. And he was strong for us at the end. You're listening to Coach Dave Aranda's Post Sugar Bowl press conference. Congratulations on the win. What went through your head on Matt Corral go down? Well, yeah, I meant to ask to um, see the extent of the injury. You know, um, you know, was um, was immediately thinking of uh, you know how that would impact the the, the remaining offensive attack, and so was it going to be more? You know, um, or less tempo, more um, kind of check with me plays. Uh, was it going to be more leaning on the run game? 
was it going to be more, um, you know, um, tight end in the core, three receivers out, and throw it up? And I think there was some of all that, you know, in the, the plays that followed. And so uh, you have an idea of those things, but you never really know. I think a lot of times the, the temperature of the game that you're in um, kind of uh, tilts it one way or the other. But uh, I hope that uh, I hope that Matt's okay. Next up, we'll have Jude Papillon of the Tulane Hullabaloo, and we would um, also like to request questions for the uh, players as well. Thank you. Uh, congrats on the win, Coach Aranda. Uh, could you reflect on uh, Terrell Bernard's impact on this game? You know, I, th I think um, Terrell had one of his best games. I think these last couple games have been, I mean, Terrell's been, been um, more and more productive. Um, I think the, the blitzing part of his game has really come on these last couple. I think his um, his confidence in run fits and where people are at and um, you know why something is called, why a defense is called, um, for what reason, I, um, anticipating what play, um, the weakness of that particular defense, right? All of those things. I think I think Trails. Is uh, is a dude that when he understands it and has got a grasp of all those things, can really just let loose and play free. And I think um, you look. I think it's a great example for our younger players, for for guys that are, um, you know um, for sure are going to have success. I, I look at next year, maybe in week one or week two, and you know I imagine they're going to feel as if they've arrived. And you know the, you know here's Terrell that with all this this history and all of this accomplishment and all of this um, 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 championship level play and he's still striving man still working out and grinding to get better and I think that's just that's the path right there so way proud of him that was Baylor head coach Dave Aranda at his post game press conference after the 21 to 7 victory over Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl on Saturday night more to come on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's number check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor women's basketball has a game postponed, plus men's basketball rolls on and remains undefeated. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice 
John Morris. And welcome back. 14th ranked Baylor women's basketball scheduled to host TCU tonight in the Farrell Center. The game has been postponed due to safety and health concern protocols from Baylor and the Big 12 Conference. Next game scheduled for the Baylor women is Sunday afternoon at 2, hosting Texas in the Farrell Center. Meanwhile, last night on the floor in the Farrell Center, the Baylor men remained undefeated on the year, running their record to 14-0 on the season and 2-0 in Big 12 Conference play with an 84-74 win over the Oklahoma Sooners. Baylor led by guards Adam Flagler with 22 points and James Akinjo with a career-high tying 27 on the night after the game we visited with the senior guard James Akinjo. I just been uh, I've been in the groove. Uh, my teammates have been doing a great job at finding me. Uh, you know I've been working really hard, and uh, I understood that you know as we get deeper into conference play, as the competition ramps up, you're gonna need the older guys to to kind of step up, and I feel like that's what I've been doing. Yeah, James, you made an interesting comment before we were back on the air, comparing Pac-12, Big 12. You mentioned Big East. Just if you would talk about that a little bit, how do you compare uh, the league? The Big East obviously is a very physical league. I feel like it's not as fast as the Pac-12, although it's a very physical league. I feel like the Pac-12 is really fast, focused on a lot of scoring. Uh, I think here you get a mix of both. I think it's gritty, it's tough, but you also got guys that can fill it up and uh, that can really score the ball. And uh, I think this is arguably, I think this is the best league I've been in, and I, I'm just loving going to war every night. I love it. Yep. Well, you talk about scoring the ball. You've been scoring it lately. I mean, you you know, you've got your assist, and uh, but you, you really, like you said, have found a groove, and you're pulling the trigger, and it's going in. Uh, yeah. I mean, credit to my teammates and my coaches. Uh, my teammates, they know I've always been a guy that can score the ball. Uh, I've been getting them involved early. Uh, I think that I, I just I just take what the defense gives me. Uh, if somebody got it going, I'm not going to force anything. I'm going to find whoever got it going. But if my team need a bucket, uh, I'm going to step up and get my team a bucket. Uh, my coaches, they got confidence in me. My teammates got confidence in me. So every day, you know, I'm just steady working and just continue to get better. James Akinjo, who tied his career high with 27 points last night in the win over Oklahoma. Next up for the Baylor men, they'll play at TCU this Saturday afternoon at 4 in Fort Worth. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. 
Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect, Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Number one ranked Baylor basketball pushes through and downs Oklahoma 84-74 in the Farrell Center to move to 14-0 on the season and 2-0 in Big 12 play. The Bears will be back on the hardwood Saturday at 4 in Fort Worth facing TCU. Baylor women's have had their game with TCU for tonight postponed. The Bears are scheduled to host Texas on Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center. Another Oklahoma Sooner has entered the transfer portal. This time, freshman wide receiver Mario Williams announced he is planning to enter the transfer portal. When asked about the Cowboys' final regular season game this Saturday with the Eagles, Jerry Jones was straight to the point about the starters playing in the game. Well, we plan to play. We plan to play to win. Cowboys and Eagles 7:15 kickoff this Saturday night on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside. As we float right into the evening, as we get ready for uh, Dirk Nowitzki's, uh, his jersey's being retired tonight. I've done the show from the Metroplex today, so I'll be in position to get to the arena. I'm going to get off the air, and I'm going to make my way right over so I can be a part of the festivities. And uh, many thanks go out to uh, one of our loyal listeners and the guy that uh, for a long time had our, uh, we'll bring that back, he had our uh, uh, song the theme song on the uh, Matt Mosley show, Ronnie Foss, who is a uh, huge executive for the Mavs. And uh, I've got permission to, to use his name as the man who made this happen for uh, me and, and several of our buddies. We'll be uh, making our way into the arena tonight. And uh, Daniel and I are about to uh, get in the car, head down that way. May Uber. I don't know if it's going to be an Uber situation or perhaps a train. Love the train travel. Wish Waco had more of a train. You have to go out to McGregor to catch Amtrak. Wish uh, wish we could get in Central Texas more of a train. I'd like to just kind of jump on a train and head over. In fact, that would be good for the new uh, pavilion, the basketball pavilion, the Foster Basketball Pavilion, to get on a train and just have it drop you off right down there. And then you go eat before the game. There's going to be all that development. Aaron, have you driven by? I mean, are you seeing the development start? I, I I just want to make sure everything's on on schedule. This is supposed to be 
those first conference games that happened in, uh, let's see, 2024. So uh, right after, so January 2024. That's what we're targeting for getting into that new pavilion. Right now, I believe we're in 2022. So it used to be 2024 sounded a long way away. But now it's not. I mean, it's like two years from now. So let's get excited. Aaron, uh, give me a breakdown. Have you have you have you driven over there to at least kind of peek around and see where everything's going to go? I have not. I uh, don't well, get to the, to the downtown area much or that part of I thirty five just because okay. of traffic. So well, that's your new that's your assignment for tomorrow. I want you to go over there and uh, and just kind of drive around a little bit and kind of tell me how things are looking. And then uh, Aaron, uh, well. They've asked us to be there for, like, the groundbreaking ceremony. We'll broadcast from there, and then I'm going to put my hard helmet on and uh, actually get the shovel out, and I will be breaking ground. And I'm going to – I'm going to. I don't think they've really asked me to do that, but I'm going to bring a shovel anyway. And, uh, Aaron, I want to do our part, okay? And so we're going to be part of the excava- excavation. Sound weird. Um, I'm, I'm going to get out there and really uh, do some digging and uh, see if we can uh, get excited about uh, Baylor basketball. Aaron, any news on the Baylor women still in COVID protocols? I know, um, I believe we have a game coming up this weekend. It was supposed to be Sunday at 2 o'clock. Does that sound right, Aaron? Yes. Against the, the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, we don't know anything about that game, but the Bears remain, the Baylor women's team remains in COVID protocols. Now, that team only has about nine players on the roster. So when you get some COVID going, you got to, I mean, it's like, whoa, whoa, we got to just shut things down for a little while. And uh, I'd like to blame that opening loss at K-State. I'd really like to blame that on COVID. Perhaps folks had were under the weather and we didn't even know yet they had COVID. Now, interesting, Aaron, I thought you would like this. I've been digging a little bit on uh, some college COVID information. All right, they're going to now treat They'll be treating fully vaccinated players differently than the unvaccinated players. Well, that's only fair. And so hopefully what that means is they'll be able to come back sooner. But the, the one kind of subtle change that's taken place here is the to be, and at least this is college football. I, I assume this will apply to basketball too. But to be fully vaccinated, Aaron, what do you think being fully vaccinated used to mean, and what do you think it means now? Probably now, uh, either the single dose of Johnson and Johnson, or or two doses of the other two, and the booster. Yes, you have to have the. You're correct. You have to have the booster. Aaron and I have both been boosted, and that's why we're allowed into all sorts of venues. In fact, if you don't have the booster, I don't even think you can pull in the parking lot at Eminem Broadcasting. Aaron, is that true? I don't you can think go. I think you can still go into Sonic over next to us and, and get a chili cheese dog, even if you're – in fact, that's what some people have used to ward off the COVID. It's just one of those Coney sandwiches. <laughs> Aaron, when's the last time you had a Coney? Kyle used to love those things when I was a kid. Oh, me too. It's been too long. You order the Coney at um, – at Sonic, and then they put the chili and the cheese and the onions, and then you start just cutting that thing up, and you eat that coney. Uh, golly, it's been many, many years. Probably got to go all the way back to probably when I was about fifth or sixth grade when I was eating a lot of those conies over at uh, Sonic. All right, Matt Mosley Show. 
ESPN Central Texas, uh, getting ready to head over and watch Dirk honored tonight. Dirk Nowitzki, his jersey will go up in the rafters where it belongs, and no one will ever wear number 41 again. Dismount is next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. When it comes to banking, you deserve the first. You deserve the first National Bank of Central Texas. Locally owned for over 100 years, we know this community inside and out. We are a bank on your side, and when you bank with the first, you'll have a banker by your side. Want to find out more? Check out bankingfirst.com or come by and see us at any of our six locations. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas. You deserve the first. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. The self-employed face a particular challenge with respect to health coverage. Healthcare costs have just skyrocketed and it has really gotten to where it's very complex and confusing. Hurley Benefit Services Vice President, Tammy Hurley. Self-employed individuals have such a personal responsibility and so they really like being able to be in charge of their personal insurance policies and their choices. Health insurance, if you're self-employed, doesn't have to be hard to buy. Hurley Benefit Services can help. Being a self-employed individual, you are are working so hard on your business and to know all the answers or to even know what questions to ask about insurance is tough. Come to us, we can answer those questions for you and find a package that you're going to be able to afford and it's going to meet your needs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned and they're online at HurleyBenefitServices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y BenefitServices.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is the Dismount. And uh, we're having to say goodbye tonight as we get ready to celebrate the life and times and career of one Dirk Nowitzki. His jersey is being retired this evening. And a lot of us are going to gather at the uh, AAC for that presentation. It's going to happen after the game. <laughs> I don't know if I like the Mavs' chances. Although, um, Luka's back. I think Hardaway's back. They got their full complement of players. But Steph and the Warriors coming to town. Warriors are back to being one of the better teams in the NBA, if not the best team in the NBA. But the only NBA player to play 21 seasons with the same team, Dirk Nowitzki, will be honored this evening. I need you, Aaron, to reach over and play the breaking news sounder, please, sir. All right, there it is. Oh, I like that. He played it right in the middle of the uh, of our uh, uh, dismount music. Okay. Here it comes. Uh, this is 16 minutes ago. Christian Morgan, Baylor Safety, tweets this. Can't wait to run it back 
with my brothers one last time. <clears throat> a chance to capitalize on an opportunity to be great. Hashtag PTR. Somebody have to tell me what that is. 254-662-1660 is the CNC Collision text line. Um, hashtag whole lot of grit. Boy, that sounds like the hashtag for this show. Hashtag whole lot of grit. I, I would say, Aaron, that Christian Morgan has to be considered one of the top defensive backs returning in the Big 12 next year. Got hurt and was out for a few games, but was back for the bowl game and uh, missed at least two or three games this season with what was kind of a, uh, I'm trying to remember, hurt his arm maybe, trying to remember the exact injury, but he's back. Christian Morgan. Aaron, are you excited about that? I am. That's great news. Aaron Sexton dancing in the streets. Tomorrow he will be touring the new site of the Foster Basketball Pavilion and report back to the Mosley Show in the afternoons here on ESPN Central Texas. That's all the time we have for you. Sadly, we have to say goodnight now. For Aaron Sexton, I am Matt Mosley. We will see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, the Kansas State Wildcats were the final Big 12 school to finish their bowl play, and they did so in style with a win in Houston last night. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics. Diagnosed.